0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host, from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. I have just arrived back home from Origins Game Fair. Origins Game Fair ran from Wednesday... June 21st through today, June 25th, less than one hour ago, Origins ended. Let me give you the rundown, going through my notes on what happened at Origins Game Fair. First, I told you last week concerning the CCC, I'd reach out to Pat Mulligan to find out if the number of announced people in round 2, 11, is correct. It's not. They missed a wild card. The wild card was the Tartan Terror. The Tartan Terror joins other wild cards, Private Cuddles, Math Guy, Jason Fosson, the New York Phenom, and the Phil Birch in round two, along with the Foreman, Matty Bar 1, Rowdy Ron, Moxie, the Trickster, and Captain Kiddo, as well as. Your 2021 CCC runner-up, JAC. Those are the 12 men in the CCC round two this year. I got that information. A number of new releases came out. Most of those I talked about. Some things that had only been available in payoff packs and mystery boxes were available for sale. The new X-Royce, for example. Sofa King. A couple competitors like that were available. There were some alt art cards available. If you bought a box set, you could spin the wheel. If you spun the same competitor twice, you got a copy of that competitor. I think if you spun it three times, three times in a row that is, I think you were able to get some sort of art commissioned on a future alt art card. Not 100% sure about that. I don't know if anyone got that. I think maybe Hold the Line Harry did. But there are some new altart competitors, Sage the Wicked Witch, Snake Pit, Big Shot, Rising Sun, Chamomile T, Papa Wheelie, Rising Sun, I think I already said, EDM, Gia de los Muertos. I believe those were all of them, and I know I said Rising Sun twice, but those were all of the competitors from memory. If I missed one, I'm sorry. I know there was no El Super Hombre they confirmed that for me because I asked about El Super Hombre. I didn't see him up there. They released the new 2020 bundle. 2020 Vision is basically what SRG Universe calls it when they do like an errata update to competitors. They refer to that as 2020 Vision. I think also because the first year they did that was 2020. So they had earlier this year, 2023, talked about what competitors were going to have erratas to their gimmicks. They released a new printing. Of all of the competitors that received updated gimmicks. So things like Ikuzo Sage. The new Alien Invader. Theo the Greek Neo. Those competitors that had changed gimmicks. They now have a printing available for those changed gimmicks. They also reprinted Johnny Gargano. Face card only, but Johnny Gargano with the updated gimmick. They reprinted Smiley non-flip smiley with the updated gimmick Forley flynn was in there gideon guts but i want to point out johnny gargano and smiley specifically because those have been out of print for a long time and so if you wanted a copy of those cards also devil's advocate was in there something else that's been out of print for a long time so if you don't have those competitors and you want them that's a good way to try to pick up a copy they don't have their finishes But if you don't have any of them, it's a good way to pick them up. So I would recommend doing that if you could. It's only $20, at least it was only $20 at the convention for the pack. And it's a lot of face cards in that pack. Again, especially a lot of things that have been out of print for a long time. So I would kind of recommend that pack. That's a good pack to pick up for things like Devil's Advocate and Johnny Gargano. There were also two surprises in that pack. The first was an alternate art version of Brian Waitfort Schmidt in a black and white noir style art. That had been on a foil. It's now on a non-foil. Just the face card, but still that didn't exist prior to that. Also, Waitfort Chopper came out relatively recently. But before it was Wait For It Chopper, it at one time was Wait For It Hopper, and it had a different stat line and a different gimmick. For some reason, that was printed and added to the pack as well. So now, Wait For It Hopper is available if you want to get the 2020 pack. It's in there. Now, you can't use the Wait For It Chopper finishes with it because they have different logos. One logo says Chopper, one says Hopper. But the face card is out there, and we might see future finishes. We don't know, but we might see them. And then there were a number of singles cards that came out as well. Many of those are on the website now. One thing Sheep of the Era came out. Sheep of the Era, when I looked, was not under new releases. This was a Kirk Polka face card only, competitor card only, but he can use the finishes from. Wooly Bully, Phenomenal One, Sheeple's Champion, and Candyman Dan. So if you have any one of those competitors, you can use their finishes in Sheep of the Era. From what I understand talking to the COO, Griff Briggs, it's available on the website if you buy a steel cage deck. So look for that on the website. If it's not under new releases, search steel cage deck, search Sheep of the Era, find it, buy it. Again, I don't know how much of this is on the website. I only checked the new releases section. And some things are there, but not everything. Search the website. Use the search function on the website to find things. Because sometimes things don't get listed where you would think they'd be. Sometimes things end up under uncategorized. Just do a good job searching. Because things can get up there. And if you're just checking new releases like I did, you can miss them. They had singles available from the old school packs there, as well as the old school packs themselves. So if you were on site, you could actually buy singles of the brand new cards from the old school packs. Not the competitors, but the 1 through 27s. And they had some copies of the SRG, the Super Show board game. Both in the larger format that they had released previously although this is the finalized version i think what they had released before was playtest and they have a smaller playmat version so those are out there and i think that's going to do it for new releases so let's go through the events featured matches i'm going to start wednesday wednesday they had an impromptu tournament 20 players they did group stages five groups of four players each Top two players per group advanced into the top cut. There were four undefeated players. They got a bye in the first round. The remaining six played off in two triad matches. That got us to a top six. The top six played off in two triad matches. The first triad match was Loudmouth the Allarynx, playing as Brimstone versus the Cannoli, playing as Iron Sultan. Versus Hold Harry as Rob Van Dam. With Loudmouth Leo Larynx taking the victory. The second triad match was Bob Dunn. Playing as the second version of Velvet Assassin. Versus the SRG B.O.S.S. playing as Cuddy Warrior. Versus Sean Lowe playing as his newly released character. The Memes Dealer. The Memes Dealer takes that. So the Memes Dealer faces off against Loudmouth Leo Larynx. Singles match, no stipulation, goes to crowd meter two. The winner, earning himself a future triad championship shot, Sean Loeb. Congratulations to Sean Loeb for his victory. That was it for Wednesday. Thursday. There's actually a grudge match tournament Thursday that was being hosted by James Booker where he was just pairing people up. He paired up Penguin versus Cheetah. Grump versus Loudmouth Leo, Leo the Law versus South Bell, Sherry Von Danish versus Colin the Chrononaut, the SRG BSS versus the English language, Shogun versus the Imperial Librarian, Hold the Lion Harry versus Cannoli, Maverick Jones versus Robert the Brain Dunn, the Mouth from Southeast Michigan, Christopher Randolph versus Christopher Vaughn, Chris Pate versus Sean Loeb, things like that. And to be fair, I don't know what happened to that. I never saw the results, the finals, anything from that. So hopefully that'll get reported. I apologize for not having the results from that. Hopefully, James Booker puts those out or they talk about it on Talk of the Universe. But in the interest of getting this out in a timely fashion, I'm just not going to be able to give you that information. I apologize. I did not realize until reviewing my notes, that I never actually saw if the event finished. I don't even know if they completed it. I know they did the first round. I think they started some of the second round matches. I don't know if it went forward from there. If it did, it was going on in the background, and I missed it. I apologize. That's the big thing that was going on during the day Thursday. Thursday night, the Cookies Fortune Tournament. The Cookies Fortune Tournament here is a little bit different than past cookies fortune tournaments the winner of this tournament does not get the cookies fortune instead there's going to be an additional cookies fortune tournament at gen con the origins winner will face the gen con winner and the winner of that match will get the cookies fortune if for some reason the winners of both tournaments are the same they just get the Cookies Fortune. That's the way I understand it. I apologize if I'm incorrect. But the Cookies Fortune Qualifier Tournament at Origins. 36 players. 5 bullet rounds. And then they cut to a top 8. The 4-1s and get in. The 18 3-2s and twos play a timed scramble type round. Basically, they make... Nine singles matches. They start a timer. The first three people to complete their match get in. If you don't get your match finished in time, you're out. But you keep playing your match because if you win that match, it does affect your prizing for the tournament. The three winners of that are Derek Korea, the Cannoli, and Shoga. They join the five players with a bye. Chris Pate, Bob Dunn, Funtime Bob, Loudmouth Leo Larynx, and The Grump. While this is going on, we have the first World Heavyweight Championship defense. I thought it was going to be Thursday morning. It ends up being much later. James Booker, the champion with Booker Mania, takes on... It was going to be either a mystery challenger or the Grump could agree to rejoin the higher class, turn his cookie's fortune over to Loudmouth Leo Larynx, and then he would get the shot, knowing the stipulation, being able to pick the competitor he wanted to use. The Grump agrees to this, rejoins the higher class, turns over the cookie's fortune to Loudmouth Leo, as a result, he gets to pick the stipulation. It's a steel cage, or at least he knows about the stipulation. It's a steel cage match. He plays as Funtime Bob again, the competitor I believe he was previously championed with. On the first turn roll, first turn, the Grump wins, plays a skill requirement, handshake of doom, number three, lead submission, skill requirement, If it's the first turn of the game, the card's a finish, hits that finish, rolls it, James Booker unable to break out, the Grump becomes the fourth ever two-time LFF World Heavyweight Champion. Congratulations to him. Afterwards, it is revealed that the Grump was playing everyone by rejoining the higher class. He was actually the third man in the group, the insiders group, the now rebranded Top Guys Incorporated. Surprise to everyone, higher class, seemingly in shambles. Back to the Cookies Fortune Tournament. The top eight playoff and singles matches, Psycho Circus Stipulation. The Cannoli versus Derek Korea, with the Cannoli taking the victory. Loudmouth Leo versus Fun Time Bob with Fun Time Bob taking the victory. Bob Dunn versus Chris Pate with Bob Dunn winning. And the Shogun versus the Grump with Teiru the Shogun winning, getting to the top four. And I think now's a good time to bring this up. As I'm going through these notes, I realize that there's some jumping around. Sometimes I'm talking about a tournament, then a featured match. Then going back to a tournament. This is because these things are going on simultaneously. Sometimes we have featured matches and tournaments going on. Sometimes we have multiple featured matches going on. And I'm trying to cover these as well as playing events, playing tournaments. I think there's one time there's a draft going on, and I'm playing in the draft event while there's a featured match going on. And so I'm trying to cover this as best I can. And I don't always get to see everything, but I'm doing my best. I apologize for everything I miss. And so after the Top 8 and the Cookies fortune, there's an announcement. There's going to be a triad match to determine the next contender for the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship. Practice site, I believe, had already been announced as one of the contenders. It was going to be a one-on-one match. They decided to make it a triad. The other two that are announced for the match are the director of operations, David Marisak, and the frequent flyer Keith Overby. They'll have that match Friday, but that's announced Thursday. While the Cookies Fortune Tournament is going on, back to the tournament top four: the Shogun playing as himself versus the Cannoli playing as Nanook from the North in a steel chain match, and Bob Dunn playing as Big Bad Bobby D versus. Funtime Bob playing as Rolling Outlaw, again, in a steel chain match. The winners there and finalists are the Cannoli and Bob Dunn. So the Cannoli and Bob Dunn, main event match, long, good match from what I remember. It is a main event stipulation. It goes to crowd meter 5. The winner, who will be in a match for a shot at the Cookie's Fortune, is Bob Dunn. Now, Bob Dunn will also be at Gen Con, so he has a chance to potentially win both events and just get the Cookies Fortune. But he's guaranteed himself a spot in the match for the Cookies Fortune. And then to close out the night, after all the turmoil with the Grump and Booker and the higher class, it looks like the higher class may be no more. More on that. That's developing. Friday, Friday, we have the Deep South. Tag Team Championship match. The Challengers, Father and Son team, Robert the Brain Dunn playing as Robert the Brain Dunn, and Maverick Jones playing as himself, take on the champions, Stupid Rich. miss Southern Bell playing as herself, Leo the Law playing as himself in a match that goes to Crowmere 1, with the winner still champions stupid rich congratulations to them for their victory next we have the grudge match that had been booked brad ire playing as himself uncle bradley versus bob dunn playing as robert the brain dunn in a last competitor standing match the winner of this match will get some sort of championship shot shot at a championship match an L.F. championship be determined we don't know what belt it'll be but some belt is on the line with this match this is a long hard fought match it goes all the way to crowd meter four the winner via special finish and to talk about that for a minute in a last competitor standing match when you hit a finish your opponent gets 10 breakout rolls if the roll is higher than 10 If they roll their highest printed skill, they break out. Also, for every breakout roll, there's an opportunity to look at cards in the hand, discard, or deck. If you happen to reveal a finish, that finish gets removed from the game. With a special finish, if all three finishes of the opponent get removed, 28, 29, and 30, you win the match via special finish. And the winner via special finish in this case, Uncle Bradley. Congratulations to him. He will get a shot at some sort of belt in the future. It's also announced that the next contender for the Midwest Coast Championship is going to be the Cannoli. The Cannoli, because he made the finals of the Cookies Fortune Tournament Thursday night, as the Midwest Coast member to get the farthest in that tournament, he earned himself a shot at the Midwest Coast Championship. Next featured match for Friday, that shot at the Tornado Tag Team Championship. In this match we have the Frequent Flyer playing as his tag team with Colin the Chrononaut, the time traveler extraordinaires. We have Practicite playing as two dudes with Batitude. And we have the Director of Operations playing as I believe Fashion Files. This match ends up going to meter 1. The winner at CrowdMeter 1, who will get a shot, I believe, against the current Tornado Tag Team Champion, Mark Perry, at a future date. The Frequent Flyer. Congratulations to him for a successful victory in this match. This brings us to the LFF Tag Team Championship match. The champions going into this weekend, the Dangerous Alliance. The challengers in this match were the tag team that won the Tag Team Tournament at Grand Gathering 3. That is the team of Colin Simon, playing as the original Colt Cabana, and Doug Smith, a.k.a. Just Doug, playing as Robert the Brain Dunn. The champions, Chris Pate, playing as Big Bad Bobby D, Sean Loeb, playing as Combat Chris. This match ends up going to Cryometer 2. The winners at the end of this match still champions the Dangerous Alliance. Congratulations for a successful defense. Immediately afterwards, James Booker and John Clace, the co-general managers for this tournament, announce a second defense for Dangerous Alliance. The challengers for Dangerous Alliance are the tag team of Double the Fun, Funtime Bob playing as himself and Matt Nealon playing as himself. But we see a cash-in of the cookie's fortune. Loudmouth Leo Larynx had the cookie's fortune given to him by the Grump before the Grump's World Heavyweight Championship match. He decides to use it and cashes in with his tag team partner, the Grump. Loud and Grumpy are back in this match. Loudmouth Leo playing as Romeo 3000. The Grump playing as Funtime Bob. Loudmouth Leo with the Cookies Fortune gets to start the match with 10 cards. They make it a triad tag team match. Three tag teams. The winner at Crowdmeter Zero. New champions. Double the fun. Afterwards, the following is revealed. A. Double the fun are now part of the higher class. And B, the top guys are part of the higher class. That's right, the higher class and the top guys. So, Kalace, Loudmouth Leo, Mysterious, Funtime Bob, Big Match Pete, James Booker, Brad Iyer, The Grump, Matt Nealon, they're all working together, and they've been working together for who knows how long. All of this has been a work. All of this has been a big snow job on the community for who knows how long. But all of this feuding back and forth, all of the potential drama, all of the dismay, all of that was a con. They've been working together potentially as far back as Grand Gathering 3. Who knows? But that's the update on that faction. There's going to be some other faction news I'll talk about probably at the end of the Origins wrap-up. This brings us to the tag team tournament for Friday night. 19 tag teams sign up. Four bullet rounds. Cutting to a top eight with a few play-in matches to get into the top eight. And then it's just simple quarterfinals to semifinals to the finals we see in the finals the previous year's winner animal kingdom le penguin playing as the original brian cage brian cage is the effing machine and the cheetah playing as the rising sun take on the 2021 origins winners dangerous alliance chris pate playing as ricky riot sean Bo playing as the memes dealer in a pretty memorable match That went all the way up to crowd meter three with the winners back-to-back origins tag team tournament winners Animal Kingdom congratulations to Animal Kingdom for winning this big tournament And that is it for Friday Saturday we have the grand battle this was announced Monday night there was going to be a grand battle at 10 a.m. sharp on Saturday. 17 players sign up for it. Three groups, two groups of six, one group of five. Top two per pod per grand battle make the final table. So six people are at the final table. I believe the six people at the final table, just going from memory, were Hold the Line Harry. Bob Dunn, Mean Megs, Matt Nealon, John Mathis, and I. I made the final tape. Unfortunately, I did not win. The final two end up being Matt Nealon as Raven versus John Mathis as the Equizo version of Bell. with the winner of the Grand Battle match representing the higher class slash top guys matt nealon congratulations to matt nealon for winning the grand battle 1 p.m we have the play pure tournament no entrance cards no skill requirement cards no spectacles these matches were no count outs with disqualifications 40 people signed up they had five bullet rounds and then cut to a top 10. if you had a record of four and one or better you made the top cut. If you didn't, you were out. There were two undefeateds, the Grump and Colin Simon. The men that ended up making the top 10 were Colin Simon as Marty Skrull, the Grump as the Power 10 Agility 7 version of Robert the Brain Dunn, the SRG BLSS as Terra the Mouth from Southeast Michigan, Chris Randolph, the Imperial Librarian playing as King Carcosa, Lauren Hughes playing as Nito, Sean Loeb playing as Abigail Ferry in Training, Joe Gilcrest playing as the Dweeb, Ricky Riot playing as the leader of the Postal Nation, and HR playing as Danhausen. In the first round of the top cut, players were able to use the My Champion entrance card once per crowd meter, and what that meant was If you used it at crowd meter zero, you could use it again once you went up to crowd meter one. But if you didn't use it at zero and it goes to one, you lost that usage. That was your top ten. Then it cuts down to the top five one singles match, the Grump versus Colin Simon, one triad match, the Imperial Librarian versus Lauren Hughes versus the Mouth from Southeast Michigan, Colin Simon. And Lauren Hughes win at crowd meter one for Simon and two for Hughes. So they meet in the finals, main event stipulation match. From what I recall, pretty hard fought match. Terrible matchup for Khan Simon because Naito's gimmick allows Naito to bump if his opponent rolls technique. Khan Simon playing as Marty Scurll has a nine technique, so every time. Colin Simon rolled his technique, rolled a nine. The best he could do was bump. But he overcomes that and he wins. He is the new Play Pure Champion. Congratulations to Colin Simon for becoming, I believe, just the fifth person to hold the Play Pure Championship. Now back to some featured matches from Saturday. We'll start with the Deep Six Championship. The champion, Kirk Polka, with naja Mai, the challenger, Hold the Line Harry, with the new version of Milamai. Of course, Hold the Line Harry had great success with the original singles Milamai, now promoted to Tornado. A new singles Milamai has taken her place. He's challenging for the Deep Six Championship. Each player in the match has to play a deck with no more than six stop cards in it. The match ends up going to Crowd Meter 3 with your winner at Crowd Meter 3, new Deep Six champion, Hold the Line of Harry. Congratulations to him for finding success once again with Mila Mai. After that, we have the long awaited, heavily promoted, over the top white collar versus blue collar match. It ends up being expanded to five players. The white collar team announced on site as Chris Pate, Bob Dunn, General Manager John Calais, Lay Penguin, and Hold the Line Harry. The blue collar team, supposed to be the Foreman, HR, Jared Bridge, the Meeple Craig Brett, and Kirk Polka. Something happens though. Kirk Polka ends up switching sides. Joining the White Collar replaces the general manager. The trash man steps in. So for White Collar, Chris Pate as Ricky Riot, Bob Dunn as Big Bad Bobby D, Kirk Polka as Chloe Mai, Le Penguin as the magnificent Mr. Ray, and Hold the Line Harry as Viral for Blue Collar, the Foreman as Matt Cardona, HR as Candyman. The Trash Man as Public Enemy Number One, Jared Bridge as EDM, and the Meeple as Mark the Shark. This is a match similar to a Battle Royal, but instead of people coming in one at a time, everyone is in the match at the start. Over the top cards cause finish rolls, cards with over the top of the name, and I'm guessing similar to the Grand Battle as the crowd meter increases. The effectiveness of the over the top cards grows. This was a long, chaotic match that honestly was very difficult to follow. But I can tell you that the first man out was the captain of the blue collar team, the foreman, followed by his teammate, the meeple, followed by the trash man, followed by Jared Bridge, and then finally HR is eliminated. The white collar team completely sweeps the blue collar team not a single white collar team member is eliminated so congratulations to the white collar team for an overwhelming victory now i'd reported earlier white collar team did promise a pizza party if they won i have no idea if that happened or not all i can tell you is i have zero pizza after this match took place so Pizza party pending. We'll find out. I certainly have no slices of pizza from the white-collar tee. Next featured match, Saturday afternoon going into evening. The United States Championship on the line. The champion, Funtime Bob, is Scott Prime. The challenger, Joe Gilchrist, playing as, I believe it's pronounced, Jexy. It's the character created by the Rust Belt. In tribute to their late friend Jesse Viney. Joe Gilchrist, from what I understand, had a great tag team match against the SRG Boss and Pat Mulligan in the tag team tournament, and so the SRG Boss gave him a shot at this belt. The match goes to Crowd Meter 1, the winner, still champion, Funtime Bob, but it doesn't end there because Funtime Bob will have to defend the belt again more on that in a moment but first the triad championship is on the line the champion the cannoli playing as himself the challenger's loudmouth leo larynx as brimstone and moxie as bandersnatch this match goes to crowdmeter 2 at crowdmeter 2 loudmouth leo who had not been having a great game for most of the game hits the finish on cannoli Cannoli's gimmick is blank because of a card from Moxie. Loudmouth rolls a 9 for the finish roll. The Cannoli rolls a 5 for his first breakout roll. Moxie refuses to make save rolls. Cannoli proceeds to roll two more fives. Can't get a fourth breakout roll because his gimmick is blank. And So the new LFF Triad Champion is Loudmouth, Leo Larynx. Congratulations to Loudmouth for the victory. While this is going on, there is a second and then third United States Championship match. The first, Funtime Bob again with Scott Prime, takes on new challenger, Captain Rust Belt. Match goes to Crowdmeter 1, winner, Funtime Bob. Immediately afterwards, Funtime Bob is challenged by the current Intergalactic champion, Jared Bridge, playing as EDM. This match also goes to Crowdmeter 1. The winner here, also Funtime Bob. So Funtime Bob successfully defends the belt three straight times. Then we get to the big tournament of the weekend, the World Championship Tournament. About 56 players in the tournament, five bullet rounds. There ends up being one play and match, New York rules. Leo the Law versus Funtime Bob with Funtime Bob getting it at crowd meter two. This is a cut then to a top 18 after the bullet rounds. The 5-0's get a bye to the top 10. The remaining 16, because there were two undefeated, are paired up, no DQ, no count outs. So we have 16 players, 8 matches, 8 winners. Join the two with a bye for a top 10. Those top 10 are split up into four matches. Two triad matches. Two singles matches. In the first triad, we have the man formerly known as Bumbada, but because Origins is over, he has his name back. The Italian Bumbada versus Hold the Line Harry, one of the undefeateds, versus Colin Simon in the first triad. The second triad is Le Penguin versus Matt Neon. Versus Mean Megs, who I believe was the other undefeated. Then the two singles were Bob Dunn versus the SRG BSS. In a Raven's Blood Cemetery match, they were given multiple stipulations where each one secretly could accept or reject. The first three were rejected, and so the fourth possible stipulation they ended up accepting was Raven's Blood Cemetery. And then the final singles match of the round of 10. Sean Loeb versus James Booker in a simple notice qualification match. The winners were the Italian Bombada, Le Penguin, Bob Dunn, and Sean Loeb. So, top four we see Sean Loeb as the memes dealer versus the Italian Bombada as Mr. Match of the Year. This is a main event stipulation match. The second match we see Bob Dunn versus Le Penguin. Bob Dunn as Big Bad Bobby D, the Penguin, as Backpack Man, also a main event match. Before we get to that, though, we have the United States Championship. Mean Megs, because she went undefeated into the top ten, got a shot at the United States Championship, so she takes the Mercinator against champion Funtime Bob with Scott Prime. I'm not sure what the crowd meter was when this happened because I was covering something else. But the winner and new United States champion, Mean Meg. So, Funtime Bob ceases to be a double champion. He's still the LFF tag team champion. But Mean Meg's your new United States champion. Also at this time, missed it. The Midwest Coast Championship was defended. The Grump, I believe as himself, took on Cannoli as Nanook from the north. The winner at Crowdmeter 4. Still champion the Grump. So the Grump is a double champion, the LFF World Heavyweight Champion, and the Midwest Coast Singles Champion. Back to the top four. In the first match, Loeb versus the Italian bombata at Crowdmeter 4 in the main event stipulation, Sean Bobe wins. In the other match, Bob Dunn versus the Penguin, also Crowdmeter 4, Bob Dunn wins. This was an interesting round because the competitors had 45 minutes to complete their matches. If they did not complete them by 11.15 p.m. in the semifinal round that I just covered, there would have been a special guest referee added. The second match wrapped up two minutes before the deadline. So they just avoided a special guest referee. This now takes us to the finals. Bob Dunn versus Sean Loeb origins world championship tournament steel cage crowd meter one I did not get to see a lot of this match because I was tied up in an event I can tell you that the winner at crowd meter one By escaping the cage and it came down to literally I believe one die roll The winner escaping the cage at crowd meter one The collector Sean Loeb. So Sean Loeb earns himself this weekend, Origins Sunday, a shot at the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. Final news from Saturday night it's announced that the Trios Championship will be defended at Southern Fried Gaming Expo. The champion Simple Chuck will attempt to defend against everyone's enemy Joel Williams. The winner of that match. Whether the defending champion or new champion will then have to take on challenger Chris Pate at Southern Friday Gaming Expo. So there will be two trios championship bouts at Southern Friday Gaming Expo coming up just a few weeks from now in July. That's pretty much it for the news. I will talk about guests now. The guest that was announced was Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon was there Saturday. And he was also there Sunday. He did come to the booth both days, played matches, I believe played in the tournament. So Flip Gordon was there. We also had, and this was kind of a surprise last-minute guest, according to the discussions I had with Steve Resk. Charlie Tiger ends up apparently reaching out to Steve Resk and ends up coming to Origins Game Fair. He also brings with him the psychedelic psychonaut, Christian Robinson. I'm not familiar with him, but they were both wrestling at an unsanctioned pro show. That's the name of the uh, wrestling promotion in Columbus. They were both wrestling there on the night of June 24th. So they came Saturday, and they were also there a bit Sunday as well. So the guests were there both days. Charlie Tiger really was a surprise guest from what I understand from Steve Rusk. Even though I kind of thought, hey, I know he's in town. I thought he might be here. Apparently, Steve didn't know he was in town. So, Steve Resk does not listen to the Outlaw Mudcast. Confirmed. Of course, he's told me that multiple times. But, definitely confirmed after this. This brings us to the final day of Super Show at Origins. Sunday, June 25th. One big event. Brand new event. Super Show Scramble. When you sign up, you can pick up to one singles competitor, one tornado tag team competitor, and one trios competitor. And the way it worked was this. They would match you up. If you had a singles, you'd get paired with a single. If you had a tornado, you'd get paired with a tornado. If you had a trio, you get paired with a trio. If you win two matches, with your competitor, so if you won two tornadoes, you made the tornado final. If you won two singles, you made the singles final. If you won two trios, you made the trios final. If you lost a match, you were eliminated from that category. So for example, let's say your first matchup was a single and you had singles, tornado and trio on your sheet, you lose your single, you then get a shot tornado. If you win the tornado, you get to play. A second tornado. If you win that, you're in tornado. If your first match was a trio and you win trio, you get a second trio, you win that, you're in trio. It was kind of a confusing format. Basically, the general manager John Clace was flying by the seat of his pants here. What ultimately happens is after the preliminary rounds, there's a tornado tag team final with two players. There's a triad trios final and then there's a birdcage for the singles i'll do tornado first because the tornado kicked off first the italian bombada playing as the paddock faces chris pate playing as the original version of the new wool order this match from what i understand went to crowd meter one with the winner i believe getting a future tornado tag team championship shot the italian Bombata. Then I think I will do trios next because trios wrapped up second, even though it started slightly after the birdcage. The trios match was a triad Bob Dunn playing as the Sheepish Inquisition versus Leo the Law playing as the Three Best Friends. This is a foil only limited run competitor. If you're not familiar with the Three Best Friends, that's probably why, if you didn't get it as a foil, it's not available any other way. I believe this features. Law, Bell, and I want to say Kirk Polka as the third member of three best friends. Actually, I know it is. It's Wooly Bully because Leo the Law in this match was running the wool cutter. And then the third man in the match, Sean Loeb, as SRG Universe. This match goes to Crowdmeter 2. The winner at Crowdmeter 2, Bob Dunn. So I believe Bob Dunn has earned himself a future LFF Trio shot. That's not confirmed. But Bob Dunn ends on a high note winning the LFF Trios Championship after coming close to winning the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament the previous night. And actually winning two big events because he wins the Cookies Fortune Thursday night, and then he wins the Trio Scramble Sunday. So nice bookends for Bob Dunn. And then the Birdcage. The first two men in the Birdcage are... Doug Smith, playing as Citizen X, and Le Penguin playing as Backbackman. Followed by Hold the Line Harry as King Pink, Ms. Southern Belle as Ra-Ra Perry, Uncle Bradley as Zack Sabre Jr., and James Booker as Gio De Los Muertos. There are no eliminations in the birdcage until the match hits Meter 5. At Meter 5, the first man out, Uncle Bradley, eliminated by Hold the Line Harry. The second man out, James Booker, so both of the insiders eliminated first. I don't know who got James Booker. The third man out, Doug Smith taken out by Ms. Southern Bell. That gives us three left. The next person to leave hold the lion Harry. The penguin gets hold the line Harry, and so we are down to Ms. Southern Belle as Ra-Ra Perry versus Le Penguin as Backpack Man. And at crowd meter six, the winner who will get a shot at some sort of LFF singles championship, not sure which one, Ms. Southern Belle. Ms. Southern Belle once again put into a birdcage match and once again emerges victoriously. This is, of course, how she got her first Shot at the World Heavyweight Championship by winning a birdcage. Will we see her capitalize on this to get another championship? Maybe she'll become the underworld champion. Maybe some other singles champion. Maybe she'll try to become another two time World Heavyweight Champion. Join the two timers club. We'll find out. But that is the last tournament result from Origins Game Fair. And then finally, the closing match, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. Sean Loeb winning the tournament Saturday night as the memes dealer faces the Grump, playing his Funtime Bob. Crowd meter one. The Grump hits, I believe it's playtime is over, the submission finish. Rolls a printed six, but because of the belt, it's an Eight. Because it's crowd meter one, it's a nine. The finish makes it so Sean Loeb's breakout rolls are minus one, meaning he must roll a 10 to break out. And on his third breakout roll, he rolls his printed nine, but it's only an eight because of the finish. And the Grump successfully defends to close Origins Game Fair. Congratulations to the Grump on a successful defense. To me, just thinking about this, reviewing this, the story of Origins Game Fair revolves a lot around the higher class, the top guys, the insiders. They are the dominant storyline. They win a lot of championships. They're walking out of here with the World Heavyweight Championship, the Midwest Coast Championship, the Triad Championship, and the LFF Championship tag team championship i think the only major championship that wasn't defended that was in the building was the intergalactic championship nobody defended that jared bridge did not put that up oh and of course the the united states championship which while the higher class tried hard to retain unfortunately the fourth time not a charm for fun time bob he loses it to mean The other story, Bob Dunn's triumphant return to the Legendary Fighting Federation, winning the Cookies Fortune Thursday night, winning the Trios Scramble Sunday, making the finals of the World Heavyweight Championship tournaments, coming very close to getting another shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. Those, to me, are the two big stories out of origins. I'll also bring this up. They've been teasing a brand new, and I really wasn't aware of this till this weekend, a brand new faction because competitor sets came out with the faction logo, JB in a circle. We saw it on the leader of the Postal Nation, the Mark Perry art version. We saw it on Sheep of the Era. And I feel like it was on a third competitor that released this weekend, but I can't recall. Who it is. Actually, you know what? I think it was Maverick Jones. I think Maverick Jones has that logo as well. But it is revealed that this new faction is the faction Just Business. We're still learning who is in this brand new faction Just Business. But based on announcements, logos, we know that Bob Dunn is in the faction. We know that the Dangerous Alliance, Chris Pate and Sean Loeb, are both in the faction. Presumably, Maverick Jones is in the faction. Presumably, Mark Perry is in the faction. Kirk Polka is in the faction. And John Pulverino, who recently disbanded Impact to spend more time with his family, turns out he was setting up a brand new faction, Just Business. Will we find out if there are more members? We'll have to see. What else is going on with this faction? We'll have to see. But we've had a lot of new faction shakeups, just business and the higher class from this weekend. And that's it for Super Show as far as Origins is concerned. Origins in general, my thoughts. It felt like attendance was down this year. I don't know if it was, but it felt like There weren't as many people there, both in the Super Show area and in the con as a whole. I can tell you parking, not as bad as it's been in previous years. Certain places where I would normally try to park, that would be full, completely open. I think there was one time I couldn't park where I wanted to park. Normally, the garages fill up, so very strange we didn't have parking fill up and it just felt like there were less people in the con now there were also some game companies that weren't there um i know last year jasco who does my hero academia that um universus universal fighting system card game they were there last year i kind of enjoyed demoing that last year i was looking forward to maybe doing some more demos this year they weren't there um i still miss Catan. i loved Doing the uh, Knights of Catan, the uh, Catan Quest, every year. They haven't done that for a couple years, so I've missed them. I know there were some other notable companies that weren't there. I did hear, though, that, or read, rather, that there were more exhibitors this year than last year. As far as the actual environment goes, It was a good time. I enjoyed seeing everybody again. Generally speaking, I enjoyed playing the matches. Sometimes I do let it get to me. And for my poor sportsmanship, I'm sorry. I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to be better. Overall, though, I really enjoyed seeing everybody. That's the best part is being able to see people from all over the country come back, come together. We had players from Florida. Georgia, New York, Michigan, Kentucky, of course Ohio. Math guy was there, so he came out from California. I met some people from places like Pennsylvania, West Virginia. There were definitely new faces in the tournament. I faced at least 3 people that I can think of off the top of my head I'd never faced before. I did some demos. I actually got to do some membership ring matches i didn't give out any prizes but i did do some matches i got to give some advice i got to play test Sheep of the Era 1 day before it released which i did check i can't find it on the website potentially you might reach out to them post something in the discussion group to see if what i said earlier buying A steel cage stipulation deck online will get you a sheep of the air. Maybe you have to put a special request in. You can do that under the shop section on super game.com to get the sheep of the air. But I did enjoy playing him. I'm looking forward to playing him in future events. One of those future events, I'll bring up now the general manager John Clace. Is doing something called the and let me get this name right it's the super show cup the super show cup deadline for the deck list has been extended to wednesday so if you'd already signed up sign up to a while ago i believe tonight might have been the original deadline june 25th maybe the 26th the deadline's extended to the 28th you have until the 28th to email your deck list to johnclase at Super Show Cup deck lists is the title you should put in the subject line for this. And then the round will start Thursday, round one. I believe all these stipulations except for the final stipulation which will take place at Gen Con. The finals, if you make it there, will happen at Gen Con. All the other stipulations for the whole tournament are there. I believe you are making one deck list For the whole tournament. As far as upcoming conventions, I think now's a good time to start talking about upcoming conventions. The next Super Show convention appearance, and this is per the event section of of SuperShowTheGame.com, is July 6th through July 10th at Dice Tower East in Orlando, Florida. Now, last I checked, that was sold out. I would say if you're interested in going to that, check their website. Maybe some tickets opened up, but last I looked, that was sold out. Then, July 14th through 16th in Charleston, West Virginia, there is Charcon. I know from the COO, Griff Briggs, that the SRG boss is scheduled to be at that convention. Same weekend, July 15th and 16th in Greensville, South Carolina, according to the website. Griff Briggs, from what I understand, will be there at Southeast Game Exchange. Following that, SRG Universe will be at Southern Fried Gaming Expo, July 28th through July 30th, in Atlanta, Georgia. And then, shortly after that, August 3rd through August 6th, Gen Con, Indianapolis, Indiana. Later that same month, Dragon Con, Atlanta, Georgia, August 31st through September 4th, I've also heard a rumor in Schenectady, New York, in August. Something called Fandom. SRG Universe may be at that con. That's still a developing story. We'll see if that happens. But that's unconfirmed. Just a rumor. But that may be something that goes on. That's it, though, for convention listings. Let's see what other news I have from this week. Reviewing my notes here. I see that got next was supposed to happen after the tag team tournament on Friday I don't know if it did John Mathis runs that I did not get any news about got next I don't know if that did or did not happen Midwest Coast tag Midwest Coast tag due to scheduling just didn't happen. I Believe that'll happen at some point the tag team the next contenders for the championship currently held by james booker and the trash man the next contenders are dangerous alliance because they went the deepest making the finals of the tag team tournament they were the midwest coast team that went the furthest in the tournament so they get the next shot and that'll happen at some point in the future there was a big press conference monday on twitch.tv rescheduled from sunday most of that i don't need to give you because that was already covered by the origins news there was one thing the captain of the impact faction wars team came on the show and announced the distribution of the championship shots from impact winning faction wars 4 here's how it goes theo the greek neo Will get a hardcore championship shot playing as EC3. James Booker will get a trio shot playing as The Line. I don't have competitors for these next few, but the tag team championship shot will go to Mark Perry and John Poverino. The underworld championship shot will go to Colin Simon, and the world heavyweight championship shot will go to. Ryan Pierce. That's how those were distributed after John Pulverino made this announcement. Of course, he then disbanded Impact originally to spend time with his family, but turns out he's actually in a new faction, just business, which I talked about earlier. Now let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. I also have a locals report and Sunday night fights news. Let's start with the Monday night consigliere fights. This was a trios tournament. Nineteen players, three groups of five, one group of four. Top two records per group advanced. Quarterfinals to semifinals to finals. The top four were in fourth place. The man getting a future world heavyweight championship shot, Ryan Pierce as S.R.G. Universe, and third place your current L.F.F. trios champion, Simple Chuck. As the line. In second place, Bradley Townsley as the proven ground, and your winner, the Screaming Danchi as team valiant. That's Monday night consigliary fights. Thursday, we have Chibi's Seat of Power, Season 3, Week 5. There were 24 players in this week's tournament. In group stages, six players in Four groups. The top two records from each group advance to the top cut. So we cut to a top eight. In the quarterfinal round, the matches are ring step matches. In the semifinals, they're steel cage. The finals match and third place match are played using the sticks, stairs, and chairs stipulation. Top four were in fourth place, playing as Pretty Boy Snow, Yasmin. In third place, playing as Mr. C rambo apocalypse your finalists were zach actually as luna hollows and eddie fury as raven with your winner eddie fury as raven congratulations to eddie fury for making the finals for winning and for qualifying for the tournament of champions at the end of season three zach actually making second place making the finals also qualified Neither of them had qualified previously, so they joined the list of the previous week's winners and runner-ups or runners-up rather they have now qualified for the season ending tournament of champions. My one locals report is from Miso's Game Room and Collectibles in Louisville, Kentucky. It was just a five player round-robin tournament in second place playing as Reverend Goodbrains, Brian Johnston. The winner, playing as Poland's Prince, Harvey Lester. Congratulations to him for winning the locals. And this now brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There was only one match on the match card for Sunday Night Fights. Split, playing as Split, versus the Norseman, playing as Bjorn the Norseman. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not entirely sure what's going on with the feud. Apparently, they just have differences, and the only way to settle them is just to get in the ring and duke it out, and that's what they did. They got in the ring at crowd meter zero. Split hit his submission finish, which actually features the Norseman in the art. The Norseman's unable to kick out, and Split wins the match. Simple as that. I don't know if this means that the Norsemen's going to join the Freak Show. Or if they just had a beef and this squashed it. But that's what happened. Split emerges victoriously. Score one for the Freak Show. That is pretty much it for this week's news. As far as tournaments for next week, nothing's been announced. I will mention this for Monday Night Consigliere Fights. Normally, those have been run by the consigliere to the SRG VSS. Brian Ryan for schmidt He's going to be alternating running those. I believe, and I apologize if I have this wrong, but I believe he and Matt Barone are going to alternate weeks of running the tournaments. But that's Monday night. We'll still have Monday night's tournaments. Thursday night, there should be something Thursday night. I haven't heard that Chibi's not running the next week of Seed of Power. If this is one of his off weeks, because I know he is taking some time off, they won't be all in a row. This could be one of those off weeks. But I expect there'll be some sort of Thursday tournament, even if this is one of his off weeks. And then dojo Tuesday night, twitch.tv slash universe. With that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank you all for listening, and a good day.